All right. Um, I think we should begin, but we're going to begin with a word of prayer. Now, I would like to pray to open for us, ne? but I also want um, um, us in the crowd to learn to pray uh, co- communally. I also want us to... Brother Lungel, would you please open for us in prayer? Amen. Thank you so much, brother. Um, so as you will have seen on the notes, today we'll be talking about work and laziness. Uh, I think it's a topic that should theoretically at least affect all of us, right? Um, it should affect all of us because I would assume all of us are workers in our own right, right? Whether you're at school, whether you're at work, work, whether you are not at school or at work, wherever you are, you need to be working, right? Uh, now, I'm going to ask that we divide just nicely. This row is going to determine the two groups. This one is a bit heavy on this side, so could some people please move to this side here? Can the people in this row move to this side here? To the right. Oh, Shem, am I separating friends now? It's fine. We're going to mingle. We need to know each other. All right. Can the people at the back please come a bit more forward? Could the people in the back there come forward, please? <laughs> self-organization guys self-organization alright um, we're going to open up I think a big chunk of this discussion rests on uh, Proverbs 6 right? from Proverbs 6 we'll just take it from there and, and, and try to expand it from there but it reads as follows so that everyone is familiar with it uh, Proverbs 6, 6 <clears throat> and onward it says Uh, Go to the end, you sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise, which having no captain, overseer, or ruler, provides her supplies in the summer and gathers her food in the harvest. How long will you slumber, O sluggard? When will you rise from your sleep? A, A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. So shall you poverty come on you like a like a prowler and your need like an armed man amen yeah so we'll, a lot of our discussion will be based on that um, and as you will have seen on the notes here i think what we can do is take about 10 minutes so from now up until or 12 minutes from now up until seven o'clock to discuss that first uh, batch of questions those first three questions in our groups Go. So we are back. Uh, may I? May you guys please present your spokespeople? Group A, your spokesperson. Group B, your spokesperson. Please. 
Khoropan. Okay, well, we will, we will, everyone who is a spokesperson must introduce themselves with their names. Surnames might be complicated, we'll try to memorize names here. Uh, with their name, and then you go on to the dialogue, all right? For common courtesy's sake, also so that we can memorize your names. Now, Khoropan, right? Please stand up. In fact, no, that's group A. Group A, please present your... your <laughs> I keep giving you guys chances. I'm graceful, guys. Uh, group A, please present your spokesperson. All right. Mr. Stoll, uh, please stand up. And Khoropan, please stand up as well. We're going to compare answers and we're going you're gonna to help us in the discussion. Yeah, I think like that is fine. <laughs> Question one for group B. It does everything for itself. It does not wait for any, yeah? yeah. It doesn't wait for anybody. It is proactive, right? Okay. Um, Question number two, what's the difference between someone who is diligent and someone who is a sluggard? And if you were to define what a sluggard is, how would you define a sluggard? Group A, and it's for, for the whole floor, it's not for the spokespeople now. It's, and the spokespeople are included, but anyone can answer them. How would you define a sluggard? Because you're talking about, I don't want us to throw around these words and we don't have the same understanding of what a sluggard is. So how would you guys generally and, and loosely define a sluggard? A lazy person. Does anyone have any words for the sluggard? Sluggard? Yes. Ah, right. 
So he's someone who's, who's, who's lazy, who doesn't get things done um, quite quickly. Uh, the def- dictionary definition of sluggard is someone who's habitually lazy. There's a pattern of laziness, right? Uh, the other the synonyms for sluggard is the slug, right? A slouch, a couch potato, a deadbeat, a do-nothing, an idler, a layabout, a lazy pose. Hmm? All of these are laid thick on the, slug, on the, on the sluggard. Synonyms, right? It is a, sla- a lazy, sleeping, slow-moving person. Do you ever find that there's moments in your life where you are lazy, sleepy, or sleeping, and slow-moving in doing a task? Are you shaking your head? Because never. And Tabisen says never. Oh, every day. So every every day? So it's like a dream that is trending in your life. <laughs> no, no, but, but you know what? You're not, you're not wrong and you're not weird for that. I think we all can fall into a pattern of, right? But I wasn't just asking Tuntabi. Tuntabi is just bold enough to, to share with us. But the red, do you guys find that you become like that in certain circumstances or every day? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Um, and how have you guys dealt with that? Have you guys dealt with that at all or tried to deal with it? How do you overcome it? Can you overcome it? I think in circumstances, it's a strength in mind. Um, I mean, I think back in my student days when I was studying in my room, I always wanted to sleep, mm-hmm. but I'd be very productive in the library. Mm-hmm. So, like, even today, like, I prefer being in the office instead of working at home. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so, so a place basically that is conducive for work works for you. In other words, instead of being in your comfort zone, in a place that provides your comfort zone and all your comforts and bed there, right? Okay, so a place that is conducive for for uh, for production, for productivity, is one. How have, how have you other guys been able to overcome this thing? Yes. Please begin with your introduction. That was Budlungelo, by the way. So planning and setting of goals. So if we were to combine these two, we'll say, listen, you need to first be in a place where you can be productive, and then secondly, you need to plan. You might, if you're a real, real chronic procrastinator, you might need to plan to go to or to be in the place of productivity. Not plan in your room. Do you understand? Because this, I think this thing goes very, very deep. We underestimate how much laziness actually impacts us and holds us back. And, and he talks about his student days where, where he was in his bedroom and it was a certain way, but when he was in the library, I was the same way. Um, I get distracted a lot. But what I knew is that when it comes to laziness, when it comes to not being productive, the planning actually helped. I wasn't a planner before, right? The planning actually helps. Because what usually happens when you get to varsity, 
When you get to varsity, you no longer have that motivation, that voice from your teachers, from other, from your friends who are other students, or from your parents, right? It was easier to, to be motivated to because you saw the problem was right in front of you, and you had to, and this was part of your task. But when you're in varsity, now you need self-discipline, right? This is what I don't know if I said this to you guys last time. I think I did. Your career has begun as soon as you enter varsity. You don't treat it as, no, I'm still a student, I'm still fine. No, 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 you need to be productive. You need to let that pattern of productivity for eight hours of the day. Rest of the time you use for leisure. Do you guys have that pattern? Let me ask it more, more nicely. Would you guys consider yourselves to have that pattern? Of being productive for, more, uh, for, for a certain period of time of the day, a determined time to be productive? Do you guys have Yes, because while you're a student, or yes, because you're working <laughs> as a student, right? You know why? You know why? Because I, and, and, I've, and you always have to point these things out to, to young people because these are your these are your days, these are your time. Hope is is, is tired of, of standing up, <clears throat> but just just uh, permit me a few seconds. Um, it's necessary because as soon as you have to make the switch of committing to, a, to getting to work at a certain time, being productive the whole day, otherwise you're costing the company money, or you're losing the company money, right? And then breaking off, and then switching again to, okay, this is later, this is my time now. It's a very, for some people, they cannot cope with that change. Do you understand what I'm saying? Some people cannot cope with, cope with that change, but now, as soon as you start working, you are forced to do that, because you've signed a contract, right? So I will say, as part of your discipline, Right? It might take a long time, but as part of your discipline, you need to do that. Finding a right place to be productive, a place that is conducive for you, that will not offer you distractions and ease and comfort, right? But a place that will allow productivity, but also planning to go there and planning to do work. What are you going to do? And the best way is to plan to do the smallest tasks. If you break up your tasks into small parts, every day and you just have that goal, you will be able to complete much more work than if you try to do a bulk of work. Some people say that they like, they work better under pressure. And if you've seen the meme of the dog with the red eyes, they work very, very well under pressure. And it's two days before or a day before the assignment is due and you have reading and translating and then writing your own script and you can't do it and now you're pulling all nighters. Now you have to go and make excuses to your lecturers and maybe too detailed and you might, might be revealing myself. But to get into that pattern, it can become a pattern and it can impact you in terms of your reputation because when you are young, what you will need is what? References. Correct? Yeah, your career will mostly depend on references when you are young. When you send in your CV and your lecturer or whatever your reference is says, no, I know this person, they are a hard worker. They deliver on time, they get good marks and all of these things. Someone can vouch for you. That's what you need right now. Are you guys understanding what I'm saying? Now, question number three. We'll start with Khoropan. Oh, sorry. The question was, um, of the two examples in Proverbs, the end and the sluggard, which one is the procrastinator? Why?
Uh, group A. Okay. And so, so what then is the biblical word for procrastination? Laziness. Oh, okay. Okay. Biblical word for lazy for a procrastinator? Procrastination? All right. Who? Idleness. Or being idle, being idle or being lazy. Listen, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll take sluggard as well. That's an easy pick. I'll take slothful as well. Slothful. Moving slowly, deliberately slowly, like a sloth, like a slug, right? Deliberately slowly, procrastinating, right? Because tasks oftentimes need to be done, need to be done well, need to be done fast. The faster you are, the better you can do them, right? Thank you very much to our spokespeople, uh, Mr. Stoller. Uh, uh, you forgive me, I'll always Mr. Stoller. Uh, and Horopan, right? <clears throat> All right. Um, let us move on to um, the second batch of questions, um, which will ask you to define, in fact, let's discuss the second batch of questions. We'll get 10 minutes to do that, so it's a speed run. Let's, you may go. I see Group B is frantically trying to wrap up their thoughts as well. Group A is still shouting at each other. Three more, three more minutes. Two more minutes. Okay. Two more minutes. Now, now you're challenging me personally. Three. Two more minutes. Project your voice so that people can hear. unwise by neglecting your work. <clears throat> Acting unwise by neglecting your work. Um, have you guys found yourself that you sometimes acted unwise by neglecting your work? And what was the cost of doing that? 
besides tears, what was the cause? <laughs> I, I, th- I think Brother Koza is saying something. Huh? What was the cause of, of the right, exactly that, of uh, neglecting your work? Academically, uh, or from your employer, lots of. And was there an unintended cost in that? In terms of you lost, you lost marks. Did that cost you something else? Or would, or could that have cost you something else? <laughs> it's open to the whole floor. <laughs> Please project. Reputation. Sorry? Reputation. Reputation. Hmm. Oh my goodness. So you can lose marks. You can lose reputation. You can lose money as well if you neglect to do your work. Oh my goodness. Okay. And and was this group work? No, it was an individual task. An individual task. Did it depend on you? Yeah. So did that other person get affected as well by your neglect? you money, it costs them time, and it costs you a bit of your reputation, right? Mm. It's a cost. Yeah, so I think most importantly, it, it ruined my business. Mm. How so? Yeah. How so? Do you care to share the particulars? Do you want yeah, to? Yeah, it's, it's hard not to share the particulars, especially even with your lecture. Yeah. If you're close to them, mm. you're Yeah. So, so it does something to your witness as well. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Your witness now is short. Yes. Yeah. I translated as a thing. Okay. <laughs> 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 All right. And keyword chopped. No? Yeah. Um, okay. Understandable. But let's go. Sorry? It what? A tree is known by its fruit. A tree is known by its fruit. That is a Christian principle. So there is a cost. <laughs> there is a cost in various ways. And sometimes it affects other people. It may take their time. It may even steal their money. Because remember, as long as you're a student, usually you are indebted to somebody else for your studies, right? And to do that work. And they are entrusting, they are investing in you to carry out and commit and do well the tasks that you will be given in your chosen field. Right? Be it NSFAS or your parents or an investor or some benefactor, your neighbor, whoever it is. Right? Now, there's something that is a pattern, or rather, let me say, there's something that 
could be a result. And the scripture usually links the two, especially in Proverbs, um, with this idea of neglecting your work, right? Not acting in time, right? Missed opportunities, right? Not acting in time. and those and that kind of that kind of uh, disposition, right? And what is the key word in that? Poverty, right? You know, we always talk about poor people and all of that. Calamity can happen upon a people, right? But sometimes it can become a culture to be lazy. Do you understand what I'm saying? It can become a culture to be lazy. Because when I look at you guys here, all I see is potential. Youth is nothing but potential, right? But what happens when all of that potential is distracted? Through procrastination, let's keep it in context, right? Through procrastination, through love of sleep, what happens? And these are the years where you have your most strength. It doesn't from here, right? Just, just know, right? But these are the these are your, 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 your the times where you are most strong, where you can have the most fervor, the most energy. You can put out, you can build yourself. These are your sowing years. I like the example of the end. What does it do? It it it, it uh, gathers its food in the summer, where while it still can, right? While it still can, it gathers it. And if you'll ever notice the pattern, you'll never ever see, hardly ever see ends in winter. Why? Because they gathered, they did all the work during summer when it was nice and warm and there was plenty of food around, right? So you need to be like the end, you sluggard. And if I remember correctly, everyone here said, yeah, yeah I have some sluggardry in me, right? If that's a word, right? Let's move on to the next question. You have defined laziness. Now, what? discuss reasons why people oversleep, at least five. Uh, projection, please. I'm thinking channel TV Okay, so the first one was um, fatigue. Fatigue.
Okay. Does anyone have anything else to add to that from Group B, or is it your whole, your all your points in Jujas? Okay. Group A. I think that's quite key. Um, when you consider, I think you guys can sit down. Wait, we have a third question, right? Let's just run into the third question and then we can have a group discussion. Third question, discuss reasons why people procrastinate. Why do people procrastinate? Now, it came up a little bit last time, but doctrinally, what are you saying about God when you procrastinate?
Okay, so basically there's a tendency in slothfulness or in sluggardry, if that's a word, uh, to work yourself into more procrastination. You delay tasks, which delays everything else, so now you need to take time off ne, to figure out when you can do that. Ne? But now if you're taking time off, you're doing other things that you should be So now you need to take some more time off. You'd rather watch a series or something, you know, because... You are tired already from thinking about what you could be doing, which you are not doing. Do you see how complicated and it becomes a cycle, right? Um, and I, th- I think that's quite key. I think the things that come out for me on that is the importance of planning. We've mentioned this before, but in planning helps you prioritize, right? And if you're and planning helps you every day, and perhaps you can determine how much you sh- how long forecasting you should how much forecasting you should do in terms of your planning, in that if you are a person who knows that in the week I'm not going to be able to meet certain tasks, then you just plan for tomorrow, and then you plan for tomorrow instead of winging it, right? Or instead of planning for the week, plan for tomorrow, just little bits, little bits, little bits, because it all, it all accumulates, right? Um, but it helps you prioritize your tasks. The other thing that came out as well that I noted was a sense of routine. It needs to be predictable. If it's predictable, you can you usually do it well. How do people instill a skill in, in other people? You do it again and again and again, right? And this is what education and university education in particular will do to you. It will tunnel vision you to see the world in just in that in that, in that through that lens, right? And what do you do? They hem what do they do? They hammer all of that information, all of that practice and everything. That's why you learn the theory, you learn how to do you through tasks and all of that, and you have to overcome those. And then you, um, and then you go through uh, the interview process for a job, and then you implement those things. So they tunnel vision, they beat those things. And then sometimes you need to do practicals, right? What proves your aptitude, right? Um, so all of those kind of things have to come together for you to learn a skill. Right? If you are in finance, you learn finance, you should know finance very well by the, by the end of your three or four years in varsity. Correct? So that you are employable. What you, what you are doing actually is you are acquiring a skill that somebody else is willing to pay for. You guys may sit down. In fact, in fact before you guys sit down, can I just ask everyone to stand up? Stretch your legs. Yes, yes, yes. He stretches this. Yeah. And we sit down again. Yeah. I don't want you guys falling asleep on me now. Yes. 
Mr. Cole. There's a point that you made. Yeah, one of the things you said, um, uh, you are, what? The second point that you make is what? No, no, it's not very interesting. Yeah, yeah, God is not giving you the right time. Maybe the right time is something like that. It, it, it could be a, it, it could be a, an issue of ungratefulness with the time that you have it's in the psalms that says teach us to number our days right right but we may what we may develop a heart of wisdom right teach us to number our days right you don't have all the time to be in varsity correct you don't have all the time to be <laughs> you won't be young all the time right but this is when your brain is most able to gather information, right? You should be inquisitive, right? These are the fields that you've chosen, right? Even in the workplace, it still works the same way. You have to keep an open mind because you're dealing with other people as well, right? And you learn, you walk circumspectly. We brought this up in the last session. You walk circumspectly, right? As you navigate your own path, as you carve out your own career and path, right? And so what you need to do is start now, today, is to learn that pattern of routine and planning, prioritizing and finding those places that make you most productive. Because it is unhelpful to be sitting there in your room, with the bed next to you and the series running. Right? You're just going to finish one episode, you need to eat, right? You're going to eat and finish one episode and then that's it. Then you're going to get back to work, right? Five episodes later, you know, Your chair is kind of squeaky now, so you need to go to the store to get something to fix the chair, right? And so, you, but now the dishes are dirty, so you need to wash the dishes before you can go to the store. Do you see how all your tasks now are delayed? Is that is that thing that that, that that group B was talking about? How you can add on to that? This thing can can add on. And what I picked up as well is that there is a pattern that God shows us of work and rest. You will be fatigued if you overwork and a lot of people fall into that now there are seasons where you need to invest time in something correct there are seasons where you need to invest time particularly i usually say particularly uh, this is an observation from my own life at the start of, of of your working life you might there's because you need to learn every organization how they work right you know what you know but you need to, to adapt to the situation that you are faced with so at the very beginning you might need to put in a bit of overtime, unpaid time, while you still can, while there's no cost to you, you're single, you're free, you you can run around, you can stay up at night or whatever else, right? Particularly in those seasons when you need to do that. Why? Because you are learning, but as you are learning, you are also trying to streamline, add value to 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 whatever tasks you are given or you will be doing, right? So that it's not all chaotic and everybody who comes after you has to take over your work, has to figure out what you were thinking and how you were working. Does it make sense? Right? And so when you, as you are acquiring these skills in your varsity years, in your school years, on your college years, right? As you acquire, remember the end goal. Winter is coming. Right? Winter is coming. This is the summer of your days. Winter is coming. You need to gather up all that you can right now. 
Right? When you're given a task, an assignment, what do you do? You gather what you can right now. That will help you plan ahead. Okay, I know that I pretty much need to cover this much, right? And anything else that comes will for, should fit into that schedule. But make it predictable. Learn how to plan. Use that principle of work and rest, right? You know you're doing it well when you can take a day off without questions of conscience. Does it make sense? If you can take Sunday off or Saturday off, never you Sabbath, right? Prefer the Sunday, right? But when you can, if you can take that without questions of conscience, if after church you really listen, I need to go Monday, right? But last night you were binging. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. So those are the kind of things that you need to be careful of when you look at the end. They take initiative, right? And to tell them, no one is, they don't have an officer, they don't have a chief, they don't have someone over, overlooking them or ruling them to tell them, listen, these are your tasks now. But they know what to do, right? And what you do may not only be good for you, right? But it may be good for everybody else, right? That is around you, particularly with group work. People are very infamous for group work because there's always that member. I hope none of you here are that member, right? If you've heard the meme that says, I, when I die, I just want my group members to lower my casket because I need them to let me down one more time. Right? <laughs> so we don't want to build that kind of reputation. Right? Because as a child of God, doctrinally, what are you saying? You're saying that the pattern that God shows us doesn't really matter. Right? Now, that does something to your witness because you're going to be witnessing to people trying to convict them of sin but you yourself are not following what you say you are convicted of, right? You're not following the pattern that God has laid in your life, right? Does it make sense? All right. I think we're going to go into the uh, third and last group of questions. And there's a point of discussion that I want us to have. And you guys can start thinking about this um, as we are about to go into, um, into that third group of, of batch of questions. And it has to do with work and purpose, the sense of purpose. Not in the sense of completing a task, but in the sense of purpose. Because a lot of times, people associate work with their purpose. What am I called to do? Have you ever had to sit and ask yourself that question? What am I called to do? Am I doing the right thing? Have I chosen the right cause? Am I in the, did I choose this cause? Should I be choosing this cause? Or should God be choosing this cause for me? Right? I want us to be thinking about that at the back of our minds as we go into the third um, and last batch of questions. There's five questions, um, ten minutes, more than that now, but up uh, eight o'clock we'll, we'll convene as, a, as the bigger group, all right? Um, so you guys may take that on. Okay, I just want to read the, the, the scripture that is at the head of that, which is Proverbs 12:24, which says, The hand of the diligent will rule while the slothful will be put to forced labor. <laughs> that is what I would like us to ponder in the next batch of questions. Yes. It's almost 8 o'clock. Oh, snap, it's six minutes before. <laughs> Five past eight. <laughs> Five past eight, sorry. <laughs> Being disciplined to yeah. do what so, is to be done. So it's like you, you don't listen to feelings. You you go against your feelings and focus on what needs to be done. Because sometimes you don't feel like, like doing yeah, yeah, anything. Yeah, because what business is to do is connected to our feelings. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like doing it. Mm-hmm. So you 
go against your feelings, you say, shut up. This is what you Sorry, I just want to I just want to interject a little bit. Do you think that it is possible for people for someone to keep telling themselves consistently, just suppress your feelings and then do your is that possible? No, it's not. <laughs> so how do you overcome it? This is to the floor, it's to the floor. How do you overcome how do you overcome your feelings? You don't feel like doing the work that you're supposed to be doing. You know you're supposed to be doing. How do you overcome it? Yes. So in other words, if we can we call it routine, but it could be also considered a habit. You build a habit of good habits. Thank you. Okay. Just please add your name while you're adding. Sorry? CJ. Is that the same as building momentum, or is that building the cap- the capacity? In- okay. Hmm. Okay. So you want to build a pattern, a habit of doing that, the capacity to do that, not merely, um, not merely, just going off of momentum. Because then you can fall back into that. Listen, I need momentum ne, to keep going ne, or to even start. Ne? But now, I, to, to start, right? But now I, I don't feel like starting. So now I need momentum to, you see? Now you're not doing anything. Then you delay. You know what? Maybe I should just take a break. I deserve it. I've been thinking hard on this. Okay? So let me take a break and then I'm going to start. Ne? When I start, ne, I'm going to get that momentum. Gonna, right? We, that's how these things work out, right? In our minds, when we are all alone, and, and, and it's our, you know, it's our time to focus and whatnot, and you get distracted, and you want to sleep. In another proverb, it says, "As a door turns on its hinges, so does the sluggard turn in his bed." It's like, mm. <laughs> you know, it's nice, man. It's cold, and you're warm. You know, yes, man. Come again. Please stand up and then project. Malibongo.
okay. So basically keeping one of the ways you can overcome that is to keep good company, right? People who motivate you towards your goals, right? Yeah, instead of keeping people who will hold you back from you, because there's an end goal. This is what I say. There's an end goal, right, in mind when you're studying, when you're working, whatever else. I get it when you're working, you want to move up uh, that ladder, right? And what that takes is focus and dedication, but working quiet, as as, uh, Thessalonians says, you need to work quietly, right? But you need to be, as diligence would, uh, the definition of diligence would say, you need to work persistently in your work, right? You do it in spite of your feelings, because feelings sometimes get in the way. But you must learn not to be controlled by your feelings. You might not feel like working out, as Brother CJ was saying, but in order to build that capacity and that mindset to work out, you need to start at least. You can start by walking. Start slow, baby steps. It includes planning as well, right? On other things, you bank time for those kind of things. And I'm repeating these things on papers because I want them to be, I want you guys to catch them. Right, and I want you guys to, to catch at least the most important things. You will not might not be able to catch everything, but at least the most important. So you see, but you are still going. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Those were two no, right. Okay. Right. That was it. Okay. Uh, group B. Creating good habits, okay. So there's a running theme of planning, getting into a routine, building good habits, because you, you build bad habits as well, right? You don't just start off at being a binge angie, right? You don't just start off binging. No, you may start off binging, but the point is it becomes a habit, right? You don't just fall into bad habits. It becomes a pattern. Things that we neglect to deal with as well can become a habit, but I don't want to jump ahead. Uh, so now it says, consider which of the Ten Commandments requires diligence. Group A. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the whole time you've been group A. Yeah, not Do not murder. Yeah, not murder. How so? Be diligent to keep people alive. <laughs> what, what was the thinking behind that? So name first and then David. So we must be diligent in our introspection. Now, or yes, if you are being aware, like, diligent in making sure that it never springs up. So we are basically guarding ourselves or guarding our hearts. Yeah, yes. Not to do those things. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, all right, all right. Please yes. continue. So one of the, one of the 
honoring your mother and yeah. your father. Sometimes the parents can be difficult. Yeah, I'm being honest. The Bible does say Christians that fathers should not exasperate for their children. Mm-hmm. So that can be possible for you know, fathers to be unreasonable in the way. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. still, we, we need to find a way to diligently honor them. Okay. Okay. Um, so do not sleep. So if you are not working there. So are you going through all the commandments? <laughs> 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 Joseph is his name, Joseph, yeah? So you'd say the Sabbath because you need to be working the rest of the time so that you can have that Sabbath. Yes. The other Sabbath is deserved, in other words. Yeah. So God did not rest until he was finished with his work. Okay. So he must finish before he rest. So finish your work, basically. Yeah, if you don't finish, you don't rest. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 If you don't finish your work, then you don't get to Sabbath, right? Okay. Okay. Is there, is there any other? No, that's it. Alright. Group B? Um, we need to Okay, so if we were to broaden this then, right, and say because, um, let's say in South Africa, we are required to pay for people who do not have, whether they have been lazy or not. Put aside the people who are not lazy, calamity happened to them, the people who were lazy, which are many, right? But then we are required by the government to pay for those people's living. Do you, do, do you realize that that's what happened through, through taxes? Yeah. Yeah, for the grants, for the house, for the electricity, for the, everything, right? You who are working are made to pay for that. Right? That's part of what you need to understand in this system. You may not like it, but it is inevitable, right? But we need to be diligent to still pay attention to what we need to, to our obligation, right? Jesus said what? Give to Caesar what is Caesar's. doesn't mean that it's fair to give to Caesar's because that's what you worked for. That was your labor, right? But he said give to Caesar. We all would have liked a different answer, wouldn't we? But he gave that answer because you give to Caesar what is Caesar. Then you flipped it and said give to God what is God's. What is God's? Answer, please. What is God's? People. 
who are made in his image. Well, who's the, remember, he flipped the coin and said, whose image is on this? Right? So whose image is on us? God's image, right? So you give to Caesar what is Caesar's, and you give to God what is God's. That is why we are involved in the work of propagating the gospel. Does it make sense? Second question. Were you guys done with that question? Are there any other thoughts on that one? I feel like we stretched it out a little bit. Yeah? So, yeah, we launched this question by stating that Christ said we should work while we still day. Mm-hmm. Because night is coming when no one will work. So that means there is a certain diligence we should keep while working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, perhaps um, some brothers and sisters could help, also with other examples. So, an example from the Bible is Jacob working hard for his wife. Okay. Initially, it was a wife before he came to work. Yeah, it was just put by circumstances to work for the other So, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. that's what you're saying, right? Uh-huh. He worked for 14 years, yeah. seven, seven, mm. to get um, yeah. So, another example is David. David worked hard while looking after sheep. Mm-hmm. His flocks, okay. Okay, yeah. Can we say that he worked hard because it was explicit that he did? Was, 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 was it ever mentioned in the Bible that that was the... Yes, Brother David, right? Yes. Yeah. I, I would say it is mentioned, it is very strongly implied, for instance, when Samuel came to anoint a new king to David's family, the rest of David's family was all there gathered at the feast, whereas David was in the fields working. We also know from what he told Saul that he had regularly killed lions and bears, which had come to threaten his flock. And I don't know about you, but I don't think it's very easy to eat a lion or a bear. It could be debated. It can be debated. <laughs> it, it, can, it can be debated because um, there is either a sense of obligation, but I don't think I think it's a bit of a stretch to say that he was uh, necessarily diligent. Because from the examples that you point out, that he was the people were at the feast and then he was with his flock. It just couldn't mean a miss in timing, right? Um, he kills a lion. Uh, he has to protect his livelihood. At the same time, you have to guard against foxes and lions and bears and all of anything that could threaten your life. Because remember, the currency of the time was sheep and goats and, and, and livestock, right? So it, it can be debated. Can be debated. We'll leave it there. Can be debated. Uh, yes. Good cause. Yeah, I think Of course it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. We know that he was a faithful servant to what the Lord had called him. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Is there anything else? No, 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 no,
there above. Yes, I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. So there was. One hundred and twenty. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. He had to follow the instructions, but he took labor, he had to deliver by that time. Okay. Group B. Please project. So God Himself. Okay. It's God and Jesus. That's yeah. It's hard work, guys. Okay. And then Noah building the ark, and the Moses and the Israelites going to the promised land. Moses the promised land. Moses going to that that the desert period. How were they? How did they demonstrate? Did it, Moses himself or the people? Okay. Moses himself. Oh, okay. Moses himself. I imagine it must have been tiresome at some point with the people that were so, like, always complaining, mm-hmm. you know, and then he goes to the mountain and they come back and they both, like, an idol, like, consistent, you know, he was just not giving up, getting where God wanted him. But, yeah, but then we also learned that he was taking, or he was being basically residing as the judge as well, right, which was overworking him. Um, until his father-in-law comes in and says, no, 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 select men who can handle the, the smaller cases. You just take on the big stuff, right? So he was relatively j- diligent in his work and faithful in his work. His last words to the Israelites were along the that I've been diligent, I've been faithful with this thing. However, I'm not going to go in the promised land, but still, I was very diligent with you guys in leading you in the way, all right? Any other examples? Um, John you must lift your voice. I'm right? not going to help you in finishing your sentences. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 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 Any other example? Thank you, Brother Fukuz. I want to say, please stand up and introduce yourself and then. <laughs> you, you can stand up and say the point. Don't be afraid. Solomon, someone said Solomon. How was Solomon diligent? Hmm? Ah, but the people don't know your name. Please stand up and say your name. Turn up and say your name. Yes. Okay. Solomon building the temple. Okay. How does it that demonstrate diligence? Anyone can take it. for the next question. Okay, let's save it for the next question. Pack it, ne? and then we'll take it up again in the next question. You may sit down, brother. Alright. Um, well, we're giving examples for the for question number three, because the first question there is, what is the reward um, of the diligent? 
if you are diligent, what is the reward for the diligent? For the diligent. What is the reward? You're supposed to give a response. What is the answer? What is the reward for the <laughs> for the diligent? That's fine. Take your time and now we have. Give a response as, as an example, but. Oh, you gave the examples as a response. Yeah, but then you just respond. Yeah. I think if, if you're a ninja you you are most likely to, to promote it if okay. it's work. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you get connections easy. So, so basically what you're saying is that someone who's skilled in his task will be de- is a dependable person and other people will yes. start to... Okay, yes. so they, they will... Way, yeah. As you're following this project, mm-hmm. your pockets are filled. Yeah, sounds like prosperity <laughs> preaching. Sounds like prosperity. You don't go to the money. You will not go hungry. Okay, let's say you will not go hungry. All right, okay. <laughs> Brother Lunga. to dominance. Please project. What do you guys think? Do you agree that it is typically those who are diligent who reside over other people, who are the bosses, let's say? I, I hear what you're going because it says there's another proverb that says, "Do you see a man diligent in this work? He will." Um, serve amongst kings, something like that. I say that loosely, right? So it, it basically, diligence may... Remember, we're talking proverbially, we're not talking definitely, right? Diligence may open doors for you. It can open doors for you, right? If you are diligent in your work, you, and diligence, I don't mean just being skilled and good at the task. It means being circumspect as well, because in our day and time, the nature of our work is such that if you, are, you can be diligent in one thing and stay there because the company is happy with you being there, but if you never ask for anything to grow, then they'll just keep you there because you never ask for it, or you're happy there, maybe that's your sweet spot or whatever else, right? They won't assume for you, right? However, there's a diligence that says, okay, I'm good at this now, but I think I've, I've grown this position. 
I think I need to be toward, work, uh, going towards manager, a managerial position, right? Because the, 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 the media task, you, you know them, right? And you're very good at them. Do you understand what I'm saying? So in terms of work, when you, as you are working, be careful of falling into the trap, noted. Be careful of, of falling into the trap of doing work, even putting extra work, but never asking for compensation. Or once you've outgrown the position, still staying there because you're too fearful to ask for a raise, to ask for a promotion. All right. In, in, in psychological term, they, terms, they call it disagreeableness. Right? You must be a little bit disagreeable so that you can move forward. If that is your ambition, if you are happy in your sweet spot, then you can stay there, but be careful because there it might mean that you're going to get stagnant and outdated. Do you see the risks in our world? That you can stay there, and in previous times when you have jobs where you just press a button or whatever, it was easy to stay there in the same job for 40 years, right? But if you have ambitions, and also you have to weigh what you want out of, out of, out of the job and out of life, right? If you know that it's time you want to have kids and you have a certain standard, right, of living, because the standard of living is generally high. So if you compared to past times, right? So if you know that you're working for, you want a certain standard, you work towards that. This is why I'm emphasizing, even as students, don't undermine the fact that what you do right now is what you are, you are sowing seed for the future. And your, and your career has started, and your professors and all the professionals that come in and out to examine you and whatnot, they are looking at you so that if you should put an application, they know, okay, Ntabi I can trust. Ntabi is the kind of person we need in this company. Do you get what I'm saying? But there's also that prospect of growth. This one, you had your hand raised. You will need to project and you need to tell us your name. Amashe is her name. People like to be led by people who work hard. Okay. So usually, um, like, people who okay. So, yeah. okay. So people, people like to work generally, like to be led by people who work hard. Because sometimes, I don't want to add words, because world leaders usually produce a certain type of work, a quality of work, right? Is that always the case? That leaders all is that always the case? I think Chances are high that they were a diligent person before. This is sort of what you could uh, linked to what we call success. How do you measure success? What would be success for you, brother? With the cap. <laughs> with the A. With the, with the A. Not brother, sir. <laughs> what would be success for you? 